So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. John 13, 34. Okay, guys, there it is. There's the secret sauce. But how do we apply it? How does this all actually work? And what does it have to do with confidence? I couldn't ever seem to get it. I wanted to be free from insecurities once and for all. But I kept asking, how is that possible? How do I actually accomplish it? Friends, I'm talking about real confidence, true, authentic, secure confidence. How does someone with a warped point of view come out clear-headed and stand strong? Well, I want to share that with you all now. You're listening to the None Like You podcast, a space dedicated to discovering and appreciating your uniqueness. God intentionally created you and for a reason. Join this community of passionate individuals and start living fully knowing there is none like you because there is none like him. I'm your host, Linda A. Coleman, and welcome to the show. Once I started seeing it from this one particular viewpoint, I haven't looked back. And sometimes that's all it takes. Okay, well, that and the willingness to actually do the work and let God heal you. I had every reason to be insecure. Up until about four years old, I was pretty confident. But then the world started to kind of tell me otherwise, and I listened to it. And it was little by little, like comment by comment, judgmental look by judgmental look, me reading people or trying to read people in order to protect myself, All of that allowed layers of lies to cover me up, and I eventually let it create a new me. It didn't matter what I did or how I did things, I always felt like I was being judged. I had to learn to protect myself by either beating them to it, which meant I ended up creating those pathways in my brain, or I would just shut down. So whether that was so they couldn't judge me or not intentionally, it just was the way I would react. Either way, it didn't work. I was still being judged. I ended up questioning everything and I would apologize for my existence. And I hurt myself over and over because if I punished myself first, it wouldn't hurt as bad when others did it. Or so I thought. In this past waiting season, I've learned a lot about insecurities and what it means to be secure instead. But not only what it means to be secure, how to actually let go of all that hinders. There were several times I thought I got over my insecurities only to find out that's not really how it works. So I spent a lot of time with God, letting him in, letting him clean out the places that hurt and let him reveal what needed fixing. If you're not ready to do the work, and by that I mean admit where you've gone wrong and what where all those roots are really coming from, it won't last. If you're not intentionally doing this as exercises, it's not going to last. What I needed to realize was even though others created those thoughts, I accepted them. I agreed with them. I needed to break off all agreements and this is how I did it. After reminding myself over and over what God says about me, he nudged me to do some research and then I experimented, and this was actually super fun. After researching how to be more confident, a few things really struck me, and I decided that at the next big event, I would test it out. 
was everything these people were saying in the research really true? I'm an introvert, so going to a big social event to test this out when I was dealing with insecurities was kind of a big leap, but I think I was so hungry for the result and so curious that it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, and it was really fun. What I learned in my research was people are typically consumed with themselves. This rings true because when we are insecure, we're consumed with our own thoughts, how people see us, how they're judging us, how they like us or not etc. It's all inward. And this means we're depending on ourselves rather than God. But God calls us outward and to depend on him, to listen to what he says, and he calls us to think of other people. So my experiment was this, make everything about them. If I start acting like everyone I ran into was the reason I came to the event, how would that change the evening? Guess what? I had the best time ever. And it wasn't a particularly good event, but it was the interactions that made it memorable. People remember how you make them feel. I've said this in a previous episode, but it's so important. If you make people feel seen, heard, valued, they'll remember that about you and not so much the things that you were insecure about. They'll probably remember your smile and your energy, not what you wore, how you looked in it, or how your sentences were structured, or if you messed up the punchline, or they might remember those things, but they'll remember them with such a positive filter because of how they felt. But when we're focused on our insecurities, people pick up on that and they remember how you made them feel. It's not even so much a judgment on you, but how you and they didn't connect well and what that atmosphere felt like. People want to feel valued. They want to be seen and they want to be heard. These are really important things for us as humans. And when we are insecure, we're not showing the other person any of that. We're only thinking about how we feel, which creates this really uncomfortable, disconnected atmosphere. Once I started making my mission at the event about that, there was literally no pressure on me at all. I was actually pretty surprised. I not for once that evening worried about any insecurity. It never even surfaced. I will throw in a little disclaimer here that before the event, I did have a major panic attack. The enemy knew what I was about to do, or maybe it was just my neuropathways not sure what was going on, but I freaked out prior to the event. So remember that it's not all easy peasy like it may sound. Make sure you're putting your armor on before attempting this experiment and watch out for distractions. I'll also note here that once you start working on your healing, be mindful of who you hang around and the type of boundaries you're setting. Stay focused on your growth. Others may not want that for you because they are not ready. And you have to push past the naysayers. Once I was actually at the event and committed to it, it was easy and it was a ton of fun. It actually got a little addicting. I could tell everyone I talked to felt seen and heard and valued. And it was a blessing for both of us. I actually started to create these new pathways in my brain based off the chemicals positively reacting there. It made me really like who I was because I could see how it was creating a warm and open environment. When we're confident and secure in who we are, we invite others to do the same. While they need to be the ones to accept it and walk in it, we are at least opening the door for them to choose to walk through it or not. Have you ever been around someone secure? 
And I'm not talking about the loud, boisterous person that seems to be owning the room, but a real solid sense of confidence and security. How did they make you feel? Kindness is contagious, and so is security. Just the other day, I had to run an errand, and every time I do this errand, I start to feel down. I feel insecure because even though I know what I'm doing, the people act like they know better. But this time, I was greeted warmly and openly, and it was like they were saying, you belong, and we're here solely for you. It allowed us to have a beautiful and genuine interaction because it was a space that I felt free to be myself. I felt comfortable. I felt seen and heard and valued. I'll remember how they made me feel, their smiles and their kindness, and that trumps anything that they may have been insecure about. Okay, so moving on to social experiment number two, a business networking event. The first experiment was done at a fun party where I knew most people in a personal way. In fact, most of those people were what caused my insecurities in the first place. So it was a really interesting way to start my experiments. Um, But I did feel like if I could do it here and with them, then I can do it anywhere. And that the people that did all this research were definitely right. So this one being business had different levels of interactions. It was more professional. And I knew some people and not others, but... The same tactic was applied. Make people feel like it's all about them. And it worked again. I didn't feel insecure and they felt valued. What struck me was it's not like I was hiding or covering up my insecurities by doing this. They just never came up. People want to know they matter. If someone's engaging me, genuinely making me feel like I was the reason they came, it's going to take the pressure off of me thinking I'm worthless. It creates a warm and approachable atmosphere to where I feel allowed to be authentic. And it doesn't work on all people. I work in the service industry and I've seen it not work at times. So it doesn't mean it's going to work every time on every person, but That's because some people are still so hurt and so closed off and they're trying to protect themselves that they won't let you in or they just don't want the positive atmosphere because it's really fighting against what they're feeling. However, when this actually happened and came up at the networking event, this time I didn't put it on me. I didn't take the blame for it. I could see plain as day that it wasn't me, that it was them. And I was easily able to let it roll right off of me. So instead of thinking that they were treating me that way because there was something wrong with me, I realized, and it was kind of like an out-of-body experience, that I could see that I was the same that was getting positive feedback from other people. What was different in this interaction was I could see how hurt they were. I could see their brokenness. And... It makes me really sad, but it was really helpful to know that I was able to just let that kind of roll off. When others are stuck in their negative space and trying to pass it off onto you, I imagine carrying a shield. I visualize holding it up in front of me as they're talking and mentally saying, nope, you can't touch me. I politely excuse myself from the interaction and I move on. Okay, so that's the basic training I took myself through to retrain my brain. But part of what really woke me up during my times with God was this, that our insecurities don't just hurt us, they hurt others. 
So even if it was just hurting us, that's not good. But for whatever reason, we can convince ourselves that if we're just hurting ourselves, then then that's fine. But I was really shown in this time that it was hurting others. It was impacting other people. It can really negatively impact relationships that are meant to thrive. When people are already accepting us and love us for who we are, and we're so stuck in our insecure state, we devalue them. It weakens the relationship and it creates distrust. Insecurity blocks growth, personal and relationships. It also blocks our growth in what we are meant to do. Once I started thinking this way, I started to notice when other people were not confident and I could see where and how it was blocking them. It made me so sad that I vowed not to do that myself anymore. I want to grow. Growth can be awkward and uncomfortable and painful, but it can also be fun, adventurous, and we can be really proud of how far we've come. The last thing that really hit me was I was watching a show where four women designers were all competing against each other. One woman was completely secure in who she was. I mean, it was just like oozing out of her. She was confident in her life, in her skills, and in her faith. But the other three always had a sense of panic, fear, insecurity, doubt. It was extremely interesting to see how it all played out. Later in interviews with each of them, they revealed a lot of truth, and I applaud them for that. It takes a lot of guts, especially on TV, to admit where you're weak. But what I took away from it was how it impacted me. How did I feel watching the insecure ones versus the secure one? I saw how it impacted their work, their relationships, and who they presented themselves to be. I wanted to scream at the TV and say, we all love you and what you bring to the table, just do it. You're so much better than you think right now. And then it hit me. What if others want to scream that at me? What if they want the real me rather than the me that I always hide behind? If we're consumed with the negative inward thoughts, we can't be who we're meant to be. We can't make the impact God intended us to make. I was actually going to call this podcast The Uncovered Life because we allow false layers to cover up who we really are. I want you to tear off those layers and discover or rediscover the real you, the one God designed, not the world and not your thoughts. We're not making the right impact as the false version of ourselves. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought about how much time and energy I was wasting. We don't have time to waste. And we need to spend that energy on doing what we're really meant to do, what we're really here for. So the basic takeaway, guys, is insecurities impact our purpose and our relationships. Confidence and our security in God is where real life happens. And the tangible ways I was able to retrain my brain involved a lot of mantras. So this week, guys, I'm bringing back challenges. I want you to create mantras for yourself. I do this all the time and I'll be posting on Instagram some some posts for you to copy and save and share. Um, but my mantras typically include, I'm capable of doing hard things. I'm not for everyone and that's okay. I'm needed as my authentic self. I'm awesome to those that need me. God made me this way for a reason. I even have specific rings that I wear to represent those mantras. As a stylist, one of the tips I used was for the client to have a power piece. For some, it was red lipstick. 
or a pair of heels. For some, it was a great blazer, but for me, it was a good ring. This is so that no matter what insecure thoughts come up, you have that one thing to say, no, no, you're all good, you're valuable, and you're meant to be here. Now, this has nothing to do with the actual piece other than it's just a reminder to yourself that you matter. I have a ring that I know every time I wear it, it's telling me you can do hard things. You've done them before and you can do them again. Another one means you are fully loved at all times. And another one, you're a boss. Take it on, girl. So what's stopping you? I asked on Instagram, what holds you back from authenticity? And the top two answers were my inner critic and the fear of rejection. Totally relatable, totally real, but it can be overcome. What I've learned with both of these, inner critic, who's really talking? Who really gets to have the say? Take those thoughts captive. I like to look at it as if you're security and you have to say to your thoughts, I'm going to need to see some ID. And then, okay, you may proceed, or sorry, you don't belong here, depending on their identification. Retrain your inner critic. You are in charge of them, not vice versa. Let your inner critic start to cheer you on. Let's flip who that really is. This actually happened with me. You got to use it properly because it can be there to warn you, but a lot of times it's steering you in the wrong direction. Let's make it cheer you on. Fire it from leading you astray. For fear of rejection, those that are meant to be on your path will not reject you. If you are rejected, that does not mean you are not loved, that you are not worthy. It just means you're not right for that part. In Friends, Joey, an Italian living in New York City, keeps telling the director that he's right for the part. He can do anything. And the director turns to him and says, it's an all-Chinese cast. Can you be Chinese? We won't be right for everything we want, but that doesn't mean we're not good enough. That means something else is out there for us. Lisa Kudrow said that she was rejected time and again before getting the part on Friends. But being rejected from those other shows led her to be able to audition for Friends and then accept the role as Phoebe. If she had gotten the role before then she wouldn't have gotten the role as Phoebe. And we wouldn't be delighted with how she brought Phoebe to life. And she wouldn't have maybe been as successful. If we focus on how we honor each other with our confidence, things are done well. People thrive. There's a fullness to that. We open the door for others to be authentic when we are authentic. If that means you aren't like the other person, that's okay. In fact, that's good. So encourage yourself. And I don't mean in a cocky, fluff yourself up way, but in a real, true, and inspiring way. Because you are amazing. You're here for a reason. And if you allow yourself, you're more than capable for that reason. So stop listening to people that enable the faux version. Weed out the fake. Look for authenticity and be that for someone else. The world needs truth, guys. And the world needs you. You are so worth being free from what holds you back. I'm so excited for you to be confident, secure, and doing what you're meant to do, full and well. 
peel away the layers and start having fun with who you really are. I would love it if you would share this with someone. And if you're on Instagram sharing it over there, tag me at Linda A. Coleman. That is where you can be following our family's new adventure as we live out what this episode is really talking about. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Sending you off with so much love. Take care.